0: Good morning, good morning. Hope everybody enjoyed your turkey weekend, getting over the turkey hangover. So, uh, yeah, um, you know, I just want to show you a picture of how some of the pastors from River Life, how we spend our Thanksgiving night, it's real spiritual, so I just want to prepare you for this, but uh, we got out at 5 p.m. in front of H.H. Greg, me and the bakers and Judah, and we hung out there. And uh, I was, I do want to announce that I was the first one to walk out the door with a $199 flat screen HD TV. So, yeah, thank you. Thank you. And uh, Tony and Cindy picked up a washer-dryer capacity combo. You liking it? I'm sure it's awesome. So we had a great time, man. I was thinking, man, I would only do this because I have a really old TV for $199. I'll take this, you know. But we had a great time because we spent Thanksgiving together, lunch out of the farm. And then they were like, we're going to go sit and get this washer-dryer. I'm like, well, they got a $199 TV. I'll just come hang out with you. So the picture is of them on the sidewalk. There we go. With Judah playing a little chess, bundled up. It was a great Thanksgiving, and then I sent my wife out on that Friday to do her stuff, and I stayed home, but I had my TV. I was good. I could stay home and watch my TV. It's awesome. I love it. So uh, anyway, you know, Best Buy next door, there were a 1,000 people that lined up to get, I think, 10 TVs, and I was going to go there because theirs was a 42-inch, but I found out that at HH Gregg next door, it was a 32-inch, but that's all I needed anyway, for the same price, and they had 60 of them guaranteed, so I was like, hey, I'm going where the the guarantee is, but uh, it's pretty crazy out there, (laughs) so hey, before I get cranked up here with my message, I wanted to make an announcement, and that is for anybody who is 18 to 29, next summer, Sarah and I are going to um, launch what we're calling the Adventure School at River Life, the Adventure School, and here's what that's going to consist of, roughly. It's going to be from June 4th to August 12th, I think it is. And uh, so basically for the first five to six weeks, we're going to have a School of the Supernatural right here at River Life in which we'll have people like Bob Jones coming and doing some ministry. Hopefully we can get Michelle Perry in here during those dates. And I've definitely got two days booked at Apple Hill with Gary Oates. So we're going to have a fantastic time, meet about three times a week of just supernatural training and ministry, and then uh, also during that six weeks, we're going to be doing a Canoe the New River race. Uh, First one to the bridge gets a $100 REI gift card. We're going to be doing a high and low ropes course and climbing wall uh, camp out at Hawksville which uh, I took my seniors there the other day. as an amazing place. And, of course, two, do- two days of the li- Anyway, it's going to be an intense six weeks. And then in the middle of July, we're going to fly down to Resistencia, Argentina, for our Andes Mountain Adventure. We're going to start there in the Chaco region at the HHM retreat, then head on up the mountains to Salta, where the gains and the hills live. And then from there... Uh, we'll climb somewhere between twelve and fourteen thousand feet. Actually, we'll drive, but there will be a little walking involved. And uh, we're going to do—we're going to be trained to do some eyeglass clinics in those regions in a, in a valley up there, where we're going to just do the stuff that we've been preparing to do. And uh, so it's going to be awesome. And then once we—that'll be about two and a half weeks, probably give or take. Once we get home from there, if they'll take us, we're going to help staff camp Morley. And then after that, yeah. It would be awesome. Then after that, we'll have about a week to wrap up and debrief and send them back to college or whatever they're doing with the next part of their life. I think I can do, we can do all that for about $5,000 for the whole summer, including everything. So if you happen to be in those ages, I'm getting the applications out coming up this next month. Um, I promise about eight seniors in my class at at Mooresville Christian Academy, they would be the first ones to get the very first applications off the presses. So I've got to give them to them first because I'm only taking about 12 people um, on this trip probably. But uh, we'll see how that goes. So the Adventure School, please pray for it. Um, Pray about it. If you know somebody in that age group, let them know. And then um, next fall, also, we're going to relaunch our ministry school under a little bit different structure and format, so I'm excited about that, and it's always good when God brings about new things, amen? So, hallelujah. Everybody doing all right? All right. I I set a world record, I believe from start to finish, my message was 20 minutes in the first service, so uh, that is something else, because if anybody ever had me in class, I like to talk. I can talk for a while. So uh, that was a Jim always told us many a good 15-minute messages are ruined in an hour. So uh, I'm I'm trying to you know take that to heart and really just get it out there, give the word, and then let it lie. You know, let the Lord do what He wants to do with it. So uh, (laughs) anyway, turn with me if you have your Bible to Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. Genesis 15:1. And uh, I was bragging about how I was going to preach from my my new Samsung Android system phone. And all the iPhone people were going, boo. And then I went to click on my Bible app, and I didn't have reception. <laughs> Mom was over there, you want my iPhone? Yeah. Uh, but uh, right now, I'm kind of in and out of reception. So I believe if I preach from somewhere, oh yeah, there it, well, there it went again. Anyway, if I preach from there, I might have it. But uh, it is a pretty nice phone, Byron. Wait till I get the tablet to go with it, you know, the Samsung tablet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's great, isn't it, technology? I just love having, and then if I go too long and 1 o'clock comes and the game starts, I have, I can, you can watch the game on my phone, on the big screen there, you know, if you wanted to borrow that from me, but anyway, yeah, it's a step down. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Genesis 15.1, um, let me preface this message by saying, if you've been around here for a while, you've heard this message before, but here's what I found. The more I preach this message to myself, the more it becomes a part of me. The more it becomes a part of me, the better off that I am in my life, okay? Because the message is entitled, Say the Word. And um, my prayer this morning is that the Holy Spirit would really connect this thing in your heart to where this just becomes a part of you, because I believe in these days that we live in, it's a very critical time. And I actually want to start in, uh, Jonathan, back in Matthew 6. If you can go to that one there. Matthew six thirty one. Byron used this last week. And uh, I think it was such a critical uh, now word that he had last week. And I'm going to refer back to that message towards the end here. But, and we read this. Jesus is talking to his people. You know, this is from the Sermon on the Mount. And he says this, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom, and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And I love this. This is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Verse 34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I know that's right. <laughs> um, some people have a real hard time with that verse. What do you mean? Don't worry about tomorrow. Well, I got a plan. For, I got my 401k. I got a, you know. I got a plan for tomorrow. But I don't think Jesus is saying be irresponsible. He's just saying keep your eyes on a different kingdom. For this world will be shaken. But I'm going to tell you. Here's the secret. You know, I just read that um, NATO, I believe it was yesterday, just killed, uh, accidentally shot about seven Pakistani soldiers. Okay, it's supposed to be our ally. Um, I read also that Russia is saying if we put up our missile defense system in Europe, that they're going to attack those. The world is in a very shaky situation. It's a powder keg. it kind of reminds me of right before World War I exploded in 1914 with the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. You know, it's a very shaky world that we live in, but what does Jesus said? He said, don't worry about these things. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. You're going to have trouble, but don't you fear for what? I have overcome the world. Okay? Now, there's a real practical part to living this out, though. Right? There's a really practical part. And this is what I think we really need to get if we're really going to be prepared for these days that we live in. Alright, let's go to Genesis 15.1. I'm going to read eight verses and then make some comments about them. And then I want to go to um, a passage in the New Testament and look at that. And that'll that'll be it. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless? Everybody say, What? What, what are you going to give me, Lord? What is it, Lord? That's all, the what question always comes first, doesn't it? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, I want you to look up at the stars. Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. Verse 6. This is a pivotal moment in the history of humanity. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Righteousness. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. Come back to that in a minute. Verse 7. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. Verse 8. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, how? Everybody say how. How can I know that I will gain possession of it? The first question we all ask is what, Lord. The second question we all ask is, well, how are you going to do that? I mean, you know, this woman that you gave I me, mean, she's old, this old woman. If you haven't noticed, we ain't having any kids. How are you going to do this, Lord? Now, let me make one note about that verse. If you put up Romans, that Romans passage there, check this out. Roman. I mean, that... Genesis fifteen six, the New Covenant rests on this, this passage alone. Here's what Paul said. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, discovered in this matter? If in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. It was credited to him as righteousness. Why? Because he believed God. Not by works or else he could boast, but he believed. It is the gospel of grace. And if you don't believe me on that, go to Galatians 3. Go over to Galatians 3, Jonathan. Man, the phone's working good now. You foolish Galatians! Who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Did you get saved by keeping the works of the law or by believing in what you've heard, just by believing? Are you so foolish after beginning by the means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish or be made holy by means of the flesh? Have you experienced so much in vain if it really was in vain? So again I ask, does God give you His Spirit and work miracles among you by the works of the law or by your believing what you heard? So also Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. You see that? It's all by God's grace. It was credited to him as righteousness. His account was paid in full. Isn't that true? Now here's the interesting thing. Going back to the Genesis 15 passage. First of all, how did Abraham receive the word? In verse 1 it says this. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. In a vision. Now let me ask you, what was that vision? I'm going to submit to you, I don't believe it was an audible vision or an audible voice. It may have been an open vision, but I'm going to say to you that most probably it was a vision in the, on the mind of Abraham. Okay? On his TV screen. Um, at our elders, pastors retreat, Gary Oates gave us this tremendous message all through the Scripture, the support and the sanctified imagination. And he described it basically as this, that your mind has like a TV screen on it. Okay? And what you see on that TV screen can often be described as a vision. So, for example, if I were to ask you right now to close your eyes and picture in your mind on your TV screen the interior of your car in the driver's seat, could you do that? Absolutely. Everybody could look around, you could look at the steering wheel. You could look at the dashboard. You could look at the stereo. You could probably even look at your wife sitting in the passenger seat. You could look around that car, and in your imagination, you could visualize that. Okay? Now, I'm not going to go on and preach Gary's message, or his teaching, because he's going to come and do that. Because it's tremendous. And he'll give biblical support all through the Bible on this concept. But the idea is that basically the Word of the Lord, so how do you receive the Word of the Lord? On the TV screen of your mind. If you'll get, now, Savannah sang this amazing song about hearing the songs of heaven. Has anybody ever heard those? How real are they? They're just as real as anything, aren't they? If you've never heard the songs of heaven, I want to encourage you, get still. Get still and listen. Because just like my 32-inch HD TV that I got for a really good price, there is an even better, way better megapixel TV screen on the mind of your heart, the mind of Christ. There is high-quality stereo surround sound in this realm on the mind of your heart, the ears of your heart being opened. I mean, it is crystal clear, right? Now, Gary was talking about this is what it means, though, to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. Because obviously I could close my eyes and pull up all kinds of images on my TV screen. You know what I'm saying? Not good images on my TV screen. So what is that? That's the thing of the flesh. Or what are those voices in your head that definitely aren't God? It's either you or it's the devil, right? It's not God speaking to you. So the key is is tuning in on that TV and on that audio to the to the to the right place like hearing the heart of the Lord on the matter. Now, uh, I love my seniors. We're having a great time in understanding the times at MCA and We had this amazing week and uh we spent a day up on the top of Hawksville Mountain, and uh, one day we were talking in class. We're in the section on philosophy, where I said, everybody on this field trip, make sure you bring your beard with you. Even the girls, bring something that you can stroke and philosophize about the deep things of reality. (laughs) So we're talking about it. Somehow in the conversation, we got onto the topic of sin, you know, and uh, I was saying, you know, here's the thing about sin. It's, sin is something that makes that TV go a little bit out of focus. You know? Like recently I, uh, I, I canceled my direct TV and had rabbit ears. Anybody remember those? They're like these wires that stick up. And these are even HD rabbit ears because you can't get anything with the other guy. And, uh, but the problem is, is when somebody would walk through a certain part of the room the picture would go What? I was like sin is kind of like that. It kind of distorts the picture a little bit. It can make it really, you know, really bad. And the sound, you can't really hear clearly, you know. And, one, and there were like light bulbs going off in their heads throughout the room. I could just see it as they were looking at me. And one particular girl in general was like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. When you've experienced the beauty of communicating with the creator of the universe, you don't want anything else. I was like, come on. She said the other night, I couldn't go to sleep, so I worshiped God until 4 (laughs) a.m. I'm telling you, revival is on the way. Revival. And uh, these students are going to set this place on fire next summer. I mean, they can set it on fire right now. But next summer is going to be an awesome time in their lives. Just to see people get a hold of this. And you know, this is Christianity 101, right? Hearing the voice of the Lord and following that thing. I want to switch over to a story. Um, I'm just going to put it in my own words. There was a a military man. Anybody in here been in the service? Anybody in here? We appreciate it, Mark. (laughs) And Brian. You know, anybody that's served our country, but there was a military man. He was actually an officer. And uh, this was years ago where um, in his house, he had some servants in the house. And uh, he had a young servant that he was particularly fond of. I would, I'm going to say this was probably about a 15-year-old, 16-year-old guy who was um, one of his right-hand men. And it was so much so that um, he actually considered him like a son. Well, he had a problem. This boy became very sick, very, very sick. In fact, he was about to die. And uh, the officer heard... That there was a healing evangelist coming through town. So he sent one of his other servants out to go talk to the healing evangelist and ask this evangelist if he would come to his house and pray for his his servant. So he did, and the healing evangelist said, Sure, I'll come. So he started the trip. He lived a little outside of town. He started the trip over to his house and he sent his servant back to meet the guy and he said, Hey, wait a second. I am, a, my, my, the, the guy that I'm a servant for said to tell you this, I am a man who has great authority. And if I say, private, go dig that ditch, he does it. And if I say, private, go fill that ditch in, he does that. If, if I say, go here, he goes. And if I say, come, he comes. Tell that man, if you will speak the word of the Lord, then my son, my servant, will be healed well of course the healing evangelist was Jesus Luke 7 and the, the, the uh, military man was the centurion and he really did have this servant that he wanted to be healed now you got to understand something when this happened Jesus had just finished the sermon on the mount so he was talking to his people He was talking to his followers. He was talking mainly to Jewish believers in him. And when when that happened, he turned and he said to the crowd, Now listen, I have never seen such great faith in all of Israel. Go, your servant is healed this very moment. And the Bible says that at that very hour, they checked the records, his servant was completely healed. Now, Marlon preached this great message a couple weeks ago before Bob. How many people got to hear Marlon speak? Well, go listen to it on the internet, because it was awesome. In that message, he was talking about the authority of the believer. The commission that we have been given inside of us to release the kingdom. And when he was saying that, I thought of Luke 7. Because I thought about that centurion saying... I am a man under authority, or I am a man who has great authority, and the power of the spoken word, right? The power of the spoken word. Now, here's an interesting thing. On over, I think it's in Luke 8. Jonathan, what's that next Luke passage I have there? In the parable of the sower. Anyway, yeah, there it is, Luke eight fourteen. Right in the middle of the parable, or right at the end of it, Jesus is explaining to His disciples what the parable means, and He's talking about the Word. The seed is the Word, right? And the Word is, finds itself on different types of soil. And all depending on the soil it determines whether it comes, it comes true or it comes to fruit in your life. And he said this, this is Luke 8, 14. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who when they heard go out and are choked with cares, riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. And that word cares there, it actually means, in the Greek, divided mind. And when I saw that, I realized, oh, that's the static on my TV screen or in my earphones. The cares of this life When I'm so given to those cares, I can't hear. I can't see what the Word of the Lord is. Right? So if we go back to Abram's original questions, here's what it all comes down to is, what? The what is the Word of the Lord. Now, if your child was so sick right now that he or she was about to die, what would you need? You would need the Word of the Lord. If you were about to lose your house tomorrow because you can't make the mortgage payment, what do you need? The Word of the Lord. Everything. You go down the list. What is it in your life today? What is it in your life today? You don't need me to tell you what to do. You don't need the pastor to come to your house and pray eight prayers. That would be good. You don't even need Bob Jones to come. Now, Bob could give you the Word of the Lord. What you need is the Word of the Lord. Because when you get the Word, you can take it to the bank. It's as good as done. You just stand on the Word and you don't give up. Because Abram, he got the Word and he had to wait a long time. That beautiful bride of his was getting older and older. And still no baby. He even tried to take it into his own hands, right? With his, his maid. The word of the Lord. That is the what. Now, the second question Abram asked was how? How? First of all, understand the authority of the believer. That Christ in you, the hope of glory rests. That you could speak the word and create an atmosphere, right? You speak the word the positive confession of faith based on the Word of the Lord that He's given you. Okay? Secondly, is getting still and knowing that He's God. Because that's how you're going to get the Word to speak it. Now, last week, or week before last, when Bob was here, I had a chance to talk with him afterwards, and Byron has made me aware on a couple of occasions, the way Bob usually gives you a word is he just starts telling you a story. He doesn't say, "Thus saith the Lord, Jim." I believe. He just starts telling you a story, and that's it. And usually, he's giving you a word indirectly. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Right. So, he had been talking about how the Lord told him to put the 1996 Shepherd's Rod in the 2012 Shepherd's Rod, because whatever the Lord was doing in your life in 1996. It has something to do with this year, okay? And we were talking about that, and Sarah graduated from high school in '96. I graduated from college, and you know, so anyway, the Lord had given us some words about that, da da da. And He said, in 1996, I was a very, I was a very um, hurt and angry man. And He said, the Lord spoke to me in an encounter, and He said, Bob, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And when he said that, I thought, man, I know that word. The Lord gave me that word in 1996. I had gone through a devastating breakup in a a marriage. Okay? And I was in the pit of despair. And the Lord said, Matthew, you know that betrayal you feel right now? I was like, yeah, Lord, I know that betrayal. He goes, that's the same way I felt when they hung me on the cross, times a thousand. Will you share in my suffering? I was like, well, if you put it that way, absolutely, Lord, I would be happy. It would be my delight to share in your suffering. And I realized that that's what Paul, that's the perspective he took on. It's a joy. Consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you go through various trials and hardships. For there is something being produced in you that is like gold. And I realize, man, everything that we're going through, all the hard stuff, you don't want to be going through it. You would never ask for it. I wouldn't worship it, I wouldn't uh, wish it on my worst enemy, some of it. But what that experience did is it produced gold in me. I wouldn't be standing here today speaking to you, preaching to you out of my life if I wouldn't have gone through that. It produced something in me that I have, I own it. So whatever you're going through, the Lord's saying He's producing something in you that's gold, baby. And it's gonna it's gonna endure for eternity. So throughout the week, sometimes Sarah Ruth would come to me, Matthew, you remember the word of the Lord. Forgive them for they know not what they do. And then I come to her, honey, you know, remember the word of the Lord. Forgive them for, they, you know, just going back and forth with this thing. Forgiveness is a big thing right now. Choosing to forgive. Choosing to see the gold in a person and not the rusty things around the edges. Because who doesn't have a little rust? I know I do. Ask my wife. Everybody's got a little rust. Everybody's got something that you can point at them and say, mm, I don't know about Marlon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, he's from Africa, which is great, but, you know, I can't hardly understand him. <laughs> no. Man, when I look at Marlon, I see a warrior. I see a lion, baby. I see a guy who can just light it up. And I've heard if you follow him to India, it's like you're part of his posse. You know, it's like there's Marlon, and then there's the Andy, Chris, and Ryan, like, carrying his bags, you know. It's like, he's the man, you know. And like, uh, like, <laughs> like the other white guys, like, they would, they would speak these nice messages in the morning and afternoon meetings. And then Marlon would bring the thunder at night. And for 40 minutes, he would say, kick out the devil, kick out the devil, kick out the devil, kick out the devil, kick out the devil. And people are going berserk. Like, man, this guy is lighting it up. Kick out the devil. Choosing to see the gold in somebody. You know, and man, I've gone 20 minutes. No. The Word of the Lord is really important for um, for husbands, you know. Like you need to get the Word of the Lord and and lead your wife and your children. You need to be able to tell them, listen, we're facing this situation, but I was hanging out with the Lord. And you know what he told me? He said, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right, <laughs> you know. It's going to be all right, because the Word of the Lord never returns void. So kids, hang on. Come on now. We're going to do this, you know. And, and wives, you need to be able to receive the Word of the Lord, you know. I've said some things to my wife to where at first she was like, are you sure about that? <laughs> you know? And you need a witness. You need to be united, you know, in going forward. But you've got to be able to receive if it's the Word of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot to that. I'm not going to try to go into all that. But I'm just saying it's really important in keeping our bodies strong and keeping our families strong that we cling to the Word of the Lord. Now, our pastor, our shepherd, gave us three words last Sunday. Okay? And these are words that you can take to the bank. Okay? And here's what they were. In this coming season at River Life Fellowship, we're going to value His presence, His manifest presence more than anything else. And we're going to seek first the kingdom of heaven. And all these things are going to be added to us as we go after the kingdom. Now I always thought, well, how do you do that? You know, how do you go after the kingdom? You tune in on your HD surround sound stereo TV. You tune in on it. And you go after the kingdom. You go after His presence. You go after the Word of the Lord. And the third thing that our pastor said, this is the Word of the Lord, is real relationships. We're going to go after real relationships in this church. We're going to go after real relationships with the Lord. Nothing fake. We're not going to pretend. If you're going through a hard time, then you're going through a hard time. You know, let the body help you. You know, let your brothers and sisters hold you up when you just can't stand. You just don't have it that day. Have a bad day. Just don't stay there. You know, don't have a bad week and then a bad month and a bad year and then the next thing you know, where are you? You know? Let somebody hold you up. Okay? But we've got to cling to the Word of the Lord. We've got to cling to that. Amen? Now, why don't we stand? Praise God. 1224. Miracles are busting loose in this room. I like to talk now. I could go on for a while. I'm not going to. Promise. (laughs) But here's the thing let's just get real. Every day I have to get under the blood. You know what I'm saying? Because sin will cause my TV and my earphones to have a little staticky. I can't hear. You know, I'm just a little cloudy, I'm a little fuzzy. So right now, I just want you to get in a grace bubble. Because remember what Paul said. Abram believed and was credited to him as righteousness. All of the price for his sins were paid. It's the hint of the new covenant. And I want you to get in the grace bubble. And I want you to receive the blood of Christ. If you're having a hard time seeing today, you're having a hard time hearing, it's okay, don't be afraid. Because the word of the Lord is coming. It's coming. Just tune in to the right channel. Just tune in. And you're going to hear the word of the Lord. Okay? So right now, Father, I pray for each person who's really struggling with that. Maybe sin has clouded their way. Maybe disappointment is standing. It's just glaring in their ears. Maybe hurt. Maybe pain. Maybe unforgiveness. Maybe they just can't hear because there's so much. There's cares of the world. It just won't leave them alone. Right now, by the blood of Jesus, we thank You that every price has been paid. We thank You that every care has been done away with. We thank You, Lord, that You have broken every chain. You've removed every earplug and everything that blocks the sight, every blinder to the eye. We just ask You, by the Spirit of God, remove it right now, in the name of Jesus.